As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Coming up on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, we've got bubble basketball, both NBA and WNBA, and we've got our new favorite segment, Who's Trippin'? King and I will discuss some things happening in sports, but before we can get into all that, not to mention we've got a great guest on tap representing the DFW today as well. But before we can get into any of that, Darlene, let's run it. Buckets, Boards and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former three and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Thanks, Darlene. Welcome back. I'm King McClure here with none other than a big sis, the fantastic Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Monica McNutt. We have a lot of ground to cover today, including a very special guest that we will get into who's actually from the Dallas area. I just found out she was like basically my neighbor. Shout out to the Triple D. But first, Monica, what you got for us? All right, so I know this is your new favorite thing, and I am glad that we've added you and the segment to the podcast. You got some things you need to get off your chest. So let's Ooh. jump right into this week's Who's Trippin'? King, who Who's Trippin' this week? Last week, it was the TCU Horn Frogs. This week, we're going to just keep it in the Big 12. Literally, the Big 12 is trippin'. So... As you can tell, the past, or as usual, you've seen on the news, the past few days, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, have both opted out of playing winter sports, all winter sports, which means they're going to try to push them back to the spring. Well, I mean... Not yet winter, but go ahead. Well, Just not yet, not yet, not yet winter, but they, they think they're going to push them back to the spring. I know the Pac-12 completely ended the hoops and football. They, I don't think the Pac-12 was doing any sports. But the Big Ten... They just decided to, you know, push it back to the spring. So, cool. Okay. Common sense tells you two out of the five power five conferences opted out, right? So, the Big 12. Big 12 wants to be the hard-headed little brother, okay? And wants to play. Hmm. And says, we're, we're going to continue our schedule. Interesting. Cool. Let, 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 let's break down this dynamic. Because I can see both sides. But... Big 12, you mean to tell me you're going to put your athletes at risk because the NCAA will not allow them to sign waivers. So you're going to put your athletes at risk. Not only are you putting them at risk, if they were to catch it, boom. Now, all of a sudden, they could sue you. There's no, there's no protection against that. Big 12, you are tripping this week. Monica? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. There's a lot to unload here. Okay. Pac-12 and Big Ten 
have postponed football. Pac-12 has announced that they're scrapping sports until the end of the year. So in theory, basketball mm-hmm. could start up in the Pac-12 in January if they mm-hmm. get that far. Here's my deal. This is literally the toughest decision an administrator possibly could have. Mm-hmm. But even in Big Ten and Big 12 athletes, we heard them join that unity movement that student athletes started and they want to play, right? I'm mm-hmm. not saying that there are no risks. And I, for one, am taking this disease pretty seriously. But I also understand why kids and why the student athletes and the coaches obviously want to play. Um, In my mind, King, this was my first thought. And I know that it doesn't necessarily apply because so many campuses have already reopened for their general population students, right? But my thought was, if you keep kids off campus, we go to school remote the way lots of schools are doing it right now. Then essentially, by default, you almost establish a bubble on campus. Not that that's right or wrong, but that's honestly what I was expecting from Power 5 schools. And so for some, like I know Clemson, I believe, is already open back up. That's already out the window because the kids are back on campus. I don't think that the Big 12 is tripping because, you know me, one of my checks is ACC Network. ACC and SEC are also proceeding. I don't know what doctor they're using versus the doctors that the Big 10 are using. Um, But what I do think is the most important piece of this is there's no way we can move forward past the season and act like student athletes don't deserve to be compensated. Because basically what we're all saying, if we proceed with football, is that student athletes are essential workers. Mm. Mm. See? Speak to them louder. But here's my thing. First and foremost, inviting kids back to school in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know if, if it's about money or, or money. you know, it has to be about money. I don't know why I've said that. It's all about money. And here's my biggest problem when it comes to the society we live in is that essentially you're valuing money over people's lives. That's the reason we haven't gotten a unified approach from our administration and, across the country. But, but like, it's, that, that's a problem to me. And, and it's kind of like, you know, we, we've been fighting for African-Americans saying Black Lives Matter, right? And mm-hmm. we, they don't care about none of us. Like... You want us, you want me. I, I, was, telling, I was talking to some of my team, old teammates at Baylor. I said, but there'll be no way in the world I'm going to class. You mean to tell me I got to walk on campus with 16,000 people on there? Which obviously common sense tells you Corona's going to get in. Listen, Texas, South Carolina, Georgia, <laughs> Republican governors, <laughs> y'all been tripping. Like, y'all been tripping. But that's a good point because I talked to, I hit my boy Clinton up. Um, and he's like, you know, you can catch the virus anywhere, so why not do what you love? Because I asked him, one, if he would be playing, and if he had a son of college age, would he allow him to play? And he said, yes. He's like, you can catch the virus in a grocery store. At least if you go play with your team, you know that certain protocols are going to be put in place to try to keep y'all safe. Mm. No mm. I, don't know if I, I don't know if I can get with that 100%, though. Okay, no, I feel you. But here's the thing where it gets more personal for us. Like, what if we don't have a vaccine or solution by basketball season. What does that look like? So listen, selfishly, selfishly, because I, I need a paycheck, of course, 100%, I'm all in. If y'all want to play, y'all want to risk y'all lives, I'm all in, selfishly. Oh but God. the king who's a human, the king who has a heart disease is like, listen, no. That, that, that Basically, high school tournaments shouldn't be going on. Because I, I talked to one of the coaches and he said, if high school tournaments are still going on, then why is it so hard for college? So high school is going on, NBA is going on, so why is college 
so hard to play. I don't think any, like the NBA, they spent like a ton of money on the bubble. Okay. That's the only way this is going to work successfully. Okay. So high school should not be going on. It's very unsafe. College should not be going on unless you can pull off a bubble. If you can pull off a successful bubble that's logical and that makes sense, then sure. So that was my thought too. If we assume that schools, the Big Ten and Pac-12 in particular, can still proceed with basketball after taking the revenue hit that they're going to take off of football, my thought was conference bubbles, right? Yeah. Alasia Clarendon of the New York Liberty had a terrific tweet, and I retweeted it and said this needs to be noted, underlined, and highlighted. She talked about how the bubble for collegiate athletes, she felt like it was a cringeworthy idea because there's no escape, there's no outlet, and there's no privacy. And so that doesn't, again, my soapbox is mental wellness, it doesn't foster the best environment for total wellness, mind, body, and spirit. And truth be told, if I'm a college athlete and I got to stay in a bubble, there's no way I'm doing it. I'm not getting paid a million dollars to stay in a bubble. I'm not doing that. It's tough because if you're someone like you who has NBA potential versus... Now, if I was in a bubble, I'm happy to get my degree. I'm not going pro. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. I think that's the part that has been extremely annoying about this whole conversation for me, especially people that want to say, oh, the kids are safer on campus than not having football. First of all, do not paint all student athletes with the same wide brush, right? Like not everybody's coming from the hoods and got bullet holes in their house. Like that's, don't do that. Don't do that. Because if someone like me, I would have been safer at home. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying it's not kids coming from rough situations, but don't give me this great white hope. Like your football coach is going to save your life. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. This is not, it's not a one size fits all argument, but you have to look at what is best for the whole. And we can't be naive. Like you said, these universities and conferences are trying to avoid lawsuits because we don't know what the effects of this disease are. They're, Nicole Auerbach had a great piece in The Athletic, and one of the symptoms that 10 Big Ten athletes already showed is a condition called myocarditis. Is the heart. And, I mean, you know, I think what I'm most confused about is, so the Big 12 plays football, right? What are you playing for? A Big 12 championship? A national champion? Like, what what do you, what it essentially, so like, let's say, like, so you said the ACC is is playing, right? They're planning to play right now. Okay. So you got the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC. So that's three out of the five. Like, you don't even have the other two out of the five conferences playing. So essentially, what are you playing for? It'll, just like we've been talking about the NBA, it'll be the year with the asterisk. But them teams that can play, you can bet they're going to play because we don't know exactly how the NFL is going to respond yet. So I think if you can play and you're safe, feel safe playing, like we're good. If we proceed, we'll proceed. Now, how will we finish the season? I don't know. Because everything was normal in American society until March 11th, and then nothing was normal. So things can change on a dime. But speaking of, uh, before we let go of who's tripping, I got to get this in this week on the pod. Uh, Wednesday morning, or Thursday, yeah, Wednesday morning, Adrian Wojnarowski, terrific reporter that he is, mm-hmm. tweeted the following. Here's who isn't eligible to come into the bubble as a guest per memo. Any individual the player has not previously met in person or with whom the player has had limited in-person interactions, for example, known by the player only through social media or an intermediary. Which means, King, (laughs) your boys (laughs) in Orlando are not going to be flying in that L.A. work, as Spencer Dinwiddie called it, Unless they can prove that they were, they real friends. 
No new man. Man. <laughs> man, I bet you so many NBA players are upset right now. Verify it though. Like how you actually verify it? Um I mean, maybe show me your text messages. You don't think people firing off texts like nobody's <laughs> business right now? I don't I don't know how you verify, like, but I just slid in her DMs like two days ago. And we've been talking for two days. I'm trying to get her out here. But how do you bear? I, 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 I agree with you. Like, how, how do they know? So this is my thought. This low key is the come up for the on again, off again situations. And the cousin sisters of Sonso's wife. Because mm. I have known you, right? Like, <laughs> player A invites his wife and her sister comes. That's legit family. But player A is looking out for player B on his team. Or player B on that team is like, this is my on-again, off-again joint. Sis, you need to be getting ready wherever you at because you've been in a... In Man, this a, that, that sounds like a, a bunch of entanglements <laughs> that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, with a whole lot of drama that's about to happen in the bubble. Oh, man, you're on and off again that you ain't talked to in two years. You flying out there, she not happy with her boyfriend, and boom, you on a plane because y'all been on and off. That just sounds like a whole bunch of drama, like the, the bubble about to get blown up. This is the soap opera that we actually need. Like, <laughs> All right. Man, look, look, look. What if we came up with the, um, like, you know, Real Housewives, like, wow. bubble edition, like, wow. Bad you Girls Club, bubble, bubble edition. They'll be like Real Park Wives, like, a real bubble wise. Real, yeah, like bubble wise. But they're not even, I don't even want to go real. We got to think about that. We're going to come back to that. But anyway, uh, okay. while we think I'm, I'm here how, for it. While we <laughs> think about how we can be messy, because <laughs> that's all that is, uh, we'll get back to y'all and follow up on that one on next week. Up next, we are going to the bubble, sort of, kind of, with the reporter that is well established in the game. She's covering both the NBA and the WNBA bubbles, particularly in connection with the Dallas teams. Um, where she lives and the teams that she covers. She is coming up next. All right, folks. Dorothy <laughs> J. Gentry, my friend, welcome to Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. Um, we know, well, of course, our audience is going to get to know you, but we know that you've been covering sports in the Metroplex. Is that what y'all call it? King Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, producer down, our producer wrote down that you've been here uh, or been there longer than Mark Cuban has been on Shark Tank. But please let us know um, your path, your journey, how long you've been in the area covering sports. That is so that is so funny. Uh, so true, too. Thanks, to, first of all, for having me. Um, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I was born and raised in Dallas, in the Metroplex, the DF, DFW, mm-hmm. uh, as we DFW. As we call yeah. it, but uh, I've I've been here forever, you know, for a minute, and um, a little older than than most um, most people. Um, but just you know, went to North Texas uh, up in Denton, got my degree there, journalism uh, communications, and just started working in Lubbock and some other um, small towns, daily papers, and I kind of moved into radio, did some work with um, KERA, the NPR stations here. Um, and then moved over to the PR side and then went back to journalism, uh, to writing. Uh, I began freelance writing, you know, kind of to, to raise my son. I have a son. He's 17 now. He's a high school senior. So um, my only child. So uh, shout out Jeremiah. But um, <laughs> so um, 
So went into education, you know, to, to, you know, be there for him, but still kept my writing and journalism. So now I'm just branching out with my writing and uh, getting opportunities to, uh, to just do my thing. I've always loved sports and uh, here I am. We love that. All right. So we've got a ton of questions for you. Obviously, we're going to get into the sports conversation, but I'm glad that you just intro. Shout out to Jeremiah, your amazing son. Um, yeah. <laughs> because one of the reasons that I wanted to reach out and have you on the pod, I follow you on Twitter. And I think we're all in this black girl, black women in sports, magic bubbles, particularly yeah. coming back, covering basketball. But up my circle, you are one of the few moms. And so as things have evolved in 2020, we're at this wild intersection of sports, um, race, culture, very serious issues. You cover sports, you're, you're a black woman in America, you have a 70-year-old son who looks like many of the names that we don't care to say who have been mm -hmm. victims of police brutality. So what has this year kind of represented for you and how have you processed the emotions as you continue to do great work? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Thank you so much for, for that question. It, it's been challenging for everybody, you know, for everybody. Everybody has their own thing they're dealing with. And, um, and, you know, as a mom of a black man who looks like George Floyd, who looks like Ahmaud Arbery, um, it's been difficult. He also got his license this year. And so you have that whole talk thing, you know, with driving while black. Um, we've had the pandemic. He, he's, an, he's an athlete as well. Uh, he's also on a scholarship at a private uh, school here in Dallas. So he's also on the academic side too. So his school year got cut and then the Mavericks and the Wings and the, you know, NBA and everybody kind of shut down. So then there were no games for me to cover. So I'm dealing with that, you know, with sports on hold and, you know, then contracts getting on hold. You know, there was a whole thing with, um, mm -hmm. with the athletic where our contracts were frozen, which we understood. It wasn't personal, but the league was, was shut down, you know, so there was nothing to really cover. Uh, so I was dealing with that. And then, of course, with my son and then his school, closing and he's at home trying to learn and then he has these offers you know from colleges and then that may be on hold now because colleges aren't playing football and so it's just a whole big deal i um i have a strong faith um not at all the same <clears throat> shout out but god hashtag but god um that's where amen. Get, amen that's where i get confidence <laughs> from so um i have to shout out most definitely you know to the lord that's where i get my my strength and my, you know, my, my peace from. So I had to find my center there, you know, while dealing with all of these things, you know, like I said, the frozen contracts and the, the no work coming in for, for a minute. Let me be honest and transparent for a minute, you know, two or three months, there were no writing assignments or anything because there was no sports. Like I said, and then my son and his situation and, you know, it was a lot. And then with the whole, you know, social justice and trying to educate him on that. And, you know, it's been a lot, but, I thank the Lord for the peace that I find in him. I know, that's right. Well, we appreciate you sharing that piece of it. And King and I, as fellow freelancers in the industry, can relate to the contract. 100%. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. But with that um, said, we definitely do want to get into this hoops conversation with you. Oh, yeah. You know that you cover the NBA and the WNBA, and you're doing your best work at a distance, which is all wild. Mm -hmm. um, Virtually. Right, so we're, we're definitely going to get into Dallas specifically, but in general, we're going to kick yeah. it off with the ladies, Dorothy. Yeah. So far, from the wobble, as it has been affected. I love it. Mm -hmm. What has stood out to you? Man, what has stood out to me? A um, couple of things. Um, the Mystics, they, you know, of course, being the, you know, defending champions, they were on a roll for a minute. They don't have, you know, the MVP, you know, Elena Deladon, 
but they've lost like five in a row now. So not quite sure what's happening there. I know um, Ariel had a had a, like, like a back injury. Um, Powers. You know, so, yeah, uh, Ariel Powers, yes, thank you. Um, so I'm not sure what happened there because for me, like I said, they were on a roll. Um, so they've lost five in a row. So something's not right there. I don't know what that is, though. Uh, maybe nothing, maybe, maybe something. Don't know. Uh, I'm surprised at the uh, Chicago Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of new pieces, uh, you know, including um, Azare Stevens, who came from Dallas. Uh, she didn't play last year. She had an injury, but uh, she's coming to the mix. Uh, you know, of course, Gabby and, you know, of course, you know, uh, Quigley and, you know, her wife and everything are there. But they're at what? They're like at five and three now. So I'm surprised that they've gelled so well. Um, and then, of course, the Seattle Storm, you know, once Sue Bird and all of them got back because they were all injured last year, once they got back, they're the favorites for everybody. So they're atop the standing. So I think my biggest surprise has been the Mystics and the five-game losing streak they're on. And then the Sky and kind of they're at five and three and they're doing well. Uh, Las Vegas Aces too. I thought with Elizabeth Cambridge out and a couple of others that, you know, they may not do as well, but they're, they're holding their own too. They, they those, are, those are my surprises. Dorothy, mm-hmm. so you mentioned the Seattle Storm being a favorite. So here on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, we have a game. It's called Contender or Pretender, but we want to be original, okay? Okay. So, That's not original? Okay. okay. No. <laughs> we want to be original. So we're going to say legit or not. I like that, legit so, or not. Let's go. We're going to okay. start with the Seattle Storm. Okay. Both of you guys, Monica, Dorothy, I want you to answer this if y'all are the experts on WNBA, um, more NBA. I want y'all to answer this. Seattle Storm, Brianna Stewart, legit or not? Nah? Who's, who's first? It doesn't say, even matter. Yeah. This, 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 look, you know right. what? I, since, since I'm the host, you know what? I'll do this. No. Dorothy, you first. Here's the guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, say, I say legit. They're the team to beat. 100%. There's not else, much else to say with that squad. Even with Sue Bird temporarily out, I'm not concerned because when it's go time, she'll be back on the floor. And not to mention, Jordan Canada is coming along fantastic. Continues to look great um, and pick up where she left off last year. Very legit. Right. Okay. Dorothy, you touched on this a little bit. Asia Wilson, Las Vegas Aces. Legit or nah? I want, yes. Mm. Well, (laughs) I think Asia's playing at a high caliber. Mm -hmm. And she should definitely be in the MVP conversation at number one or two, you know, depending upon the given, you know, whatever the day is. Um, I don't know. Not above the Seattle. So I'll say, do I have a middle? No, there's no middle. Yeah, maybe not. legit. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe legit. So I think it's okay. important that we define what okay. legit or not is. Legit okay. is legitimate shot at winning a title this year. Okay. Mm. No. So, so Dorothy, I think I'm with you. And I hate to say this because my homegirl, Sugar Rogers, who I played with in college at Georgetown, is on that squad. But I just, I, something about Vegas, they, I, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. They haven't shown me consistency (laughs) and building around Asia enough. I think Jackie Mm -hmm. Young is coming along strong, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I just, I just feel like in crunch time, I don't know if I can trust Vegas. I agree. I agree. 
Man, I hope your home yeah, girl. Yeah, uh, crunch time when it counts. Yeah, I mean I they're hope, number two. They're six and two right now, but that doesn't. What? Now, I, to that point, if you look at teams that are legit contenders, I think Vegas is one of the younger teams, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. benefits them tremendously in this season because of the turnaround and their bodies don't yet have the miles that some of the veteran teams do outside of Angel McCulture. Right. And, you know, Aja, she's, what, year three now? So she, mm-hmm. she's, you know, pretty much carrying, you know, the team, especially, you know, with Liz Canebadge not there. And they're at number two, so they're doing mm-hmm. something right. But I still don't – if I have to go one or the other, then I have to say no. <laughs> if you make mm-hmm. me say one or the other, <laughs> you are. Monica, I hope your homegirl doesn't listen to this. We're just going to keep that on the hush and keep it moving forward. So, next team, the Minnesota Lynx. My girl, Odyssey Sims, is back. Does yes. that make a difference? Legit oh or not? Yes. Shout out to the home girl from Ir- uh, Irving. Dallas, Texas. Uh, yeah, um, Odyssey. Uh, make a difference. Uh, Lynx or what? At number three, five and three. Um, yeah, she's a scorer. She's a shooter. Uh, they're, they're, they were missing that at some point. Um, yeah. I think it makes a difference. I don't know that it makes enough difference for them to be. Again, you're making me say legit or not. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want a category in the middle, but you won't give it to me. So um, I say yes. I say legit. Okay. All right. So Minnesota is actually sitting at six and two at the time we're recording this pod. Yeah, Dorothy. Um, I, this one's tough. Because they're young, and I don't. Are they going to have a Mystics like drop off at some point? Right. Um, but I'm going to go with Cheryl Reeve cooking up something mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. and her UConn talent on that squad. Yeah, I'm going to say that they're the dark horse, and that Minnesota is legit. I'm with that too. I'm with mm. that. With me and all. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely okay. with that. Yeah. Okay. Now I went from Odyssey. Now I go to my other Baylor girl. BG down there with the Phoenix Mercury, <laughs> legit or nah? Oh gosh, with DT being you know injured, you know she 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 and Sky stepped up the other night when they played the Wings, you know, and Brittany's gonna have to to do more, you know, uh, to help the team and to be that that leader for the team on on the court and off while Diana's injured. But I still don't. Some say no. Dorothy, I see we're we're here. <laughs> this literally hinges on DT to me. Because I agree. That's a team outside of Sophie Cunningham, and I'm I forgive me if I'm thinking missing out on any other rookies that have been mm-hmm. a big deal so far. There's a lot of miles on that squad. Yeah. And I think that this season is just a grind. So I'm with you. Nah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Dorothy, you kind of touched on this team a little bit. The Chicago Sky, Allie Quigley. Legit or nah? I have to say legit. I just like what I see from them on and off the court. Uh, And I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to have to run over here to plug my computer in. So forgive me (laughs) because it says the battery's going down. I'm still here. Uh, I like what I'm seeing from this team. I think James Wade coached the year last year. Has this team um, gelling together off court, on the court? Um, I I said legit. <sighs> I agree with you. 
in fact, Chicago Sky was my dark horse team before Minnesota started to evolve. Mm. But I'm concerned about them staying healthy. They need Diamond to Shields yeah. back, I think. Yeah. Um, Cheyenne Parker does a great job of, of stretching the floor. Azari Stevens is huge. Gabby Williams is having a great year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go legit also, but keeping in mind how they got put out last year on that crazy shot. Yeah, the shot, right. They're on a mission. They are on a mission. And when I was talking to uh, Cheyenne, uh, I said, give me one word for the team for this year. She said, focus. How do we win a championship? That's all we want to know. How do we win a championship? And that's what guides us every day. And you can kind of tell. Yeah, for sure. Okay, one last team, one last team. Got to take it to the OG of <laughs> all OGs, Candace Parker and the L.A. Sparks. Legit or nah? <laughs> they're, they're, I don't know. I, no. <laughs> I mean, because it's not about her play. Because of course she's, you know, she's showing us she still has it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But collectively, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Okay, I'm also t- leading, trending toward Nah. Because I question their focus, like we just talked about Chicago. I mean, nobody can take anything away in terms of the basketball accolades from Candace Parker, Agumake, Simone Augustus coming off your bench is crazy to me. Yeah, Uh, Chelsea Gray at the guard spot. You can't take anything away from them basketball-wise. But just like we're giving Chicago the edge because of last season, I think about the way they finished last season with with Derek Fisher, and then they haven't necessarily shown me the most focused at this point. And this season is short, so you don't have a lot of time to get it together. Right. Yeah, last season for the Sparks, it was like, what? You know, you're scratching your head the way that season ended uh, with Candace on the bench. And it's like, wait, you know, all of that. So, mm, yeah. I'm okay. at How so, do we do? Y'all did great. But I have one final question. Because for the people out here who, who really don't, don't watch WNBA that much, okay, more so on the NBA side, I've heard three teams that y'all said of legit, okay? I need both of you to narrow it down to one team. No. Okay. Pick your one, pick your one team that you think is the most legit. Seattle. Yeah. That's easy. And I could do that in my sleep. Seattle. Not, not, not even a question. Not, no question. I mean, Brianna's Brianna, not Brianna. She's Brianna. <laughs> Brianna Stewart, like – buckets like and we talked about focus again she's coming back off of that achilles injury she is locked in jordan canada looks terrific yeah. alicia clark mm-hmm. was once defensive player of the year all defensive right. team like she mm-hmm. does that on a regular basis Natasha howard when she puts it all together mercedes russell doesn't even have to do much except get garbage rebounds and post up in the paint set some screens like and then we're gonna put super back in and we haven't even gotten to the bench yet right it's Seattle. i agree I think they have unfinished business from, you know, when Sue was hurt last year because, one, you know, once all that went down, then their season was a wrap, basically. I think they have unfinished business, and I, I think they're the team. Well, I thank you for educating me and the listeners for your picks. Thank okay. you very much. I need that middle category, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> nah, all right. Before we switch over to NBA, we want to get into the Dallas Wings, which is the squad that you cover, obviously, in Dallas. And you had a wonderful article in The Athletic about Satu Sabali and how um, much pride she takes in using her platform. She's the only rookie on the Social Justice Council that the WNBA formed this year. And she's among 
tremendous company, Lasia Clarendon, Neka Gumake, Asia Wilson. Yeah. Um, what do you like about what Dallas is doing so far? I like the way that they are using their rookies, like up front. Um, they're giving them minutes. You know, they're earning the minutes, obviously, but they're really inserting their rookies into their system early on. Most rookies don't even get a chance, you know, uh, the first year, you know, the first half of the games. But, you know, Satu's in early. You got Bella picking up more minutes. Um, you know, uh, DMV. I know you guys were proud of Texas, you and King, but Bella Larry is from the DMV. Shout out to us. <laughs> I know. I, I call her Bella the block queen. But uh, I just like how the, how Agler's utilizing his rookies. Taisha Harris, real deal. Yeah, she's for a mini sure. Don Staley. I mean, she 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 she's great. She's aggressive. She's assertive. You know, and if you know, she's into the to the starting lineup here pretty soon. Love it. So that's what I like. I like how he's using his rookies. How he's utilizing them. All right, I like that. Dorothy, <laughs> so you just mentioned how the the wings are young. However, there's another young team in the DF dub with playing with these young superstars, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis. Get, I, did you watch the game last night with, yeah. with Dame? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Damian Lillard is on a mission. But yeah. you know what? Stay focused. <laughs> Let me stay focused real quick. But, however, they are currently pushing the seventh seed, which means they will play Paul George and – Kawhi Leonard. Exactly, exactly. Do they have a shot to win? It's still a couple of, I think it's still a couple of uh, scenarios as far mm-hmm. as seeding scenarios where the Clippers may be number three, depending upon a win with somebody and a loss with someone. But more mm-hmm. than likely, the Mavs are locked into number seven. But um, do they have a shot? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say yeah. But I'm going to tell you why, though. I say yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Um you know, the Clippers, they, they haven't come along as I thought they would in the bubble. They, they've had some mm-hmm. struggles. I mean, you know, they didn't just come in game busters like the Sun did. Who didn't have anything <laughs> to lose. And they had I hear you, lost. Dorothy. I'm just saying, what was that about? So, um, you know, the Clippers, I, I, I don't know. Any given Sunday. I know that, that that means football, but it can mean basketball too. Any given Sunday. So, with the way Lucas playing, uh, uh, Chris that's just averaging 30 you know, uh, uh, per game. And so, you know, I I think anything's anything's possible. So, okay, so you mentioned Chris Stapps, you mentioned Luca. we just talked about Satu on the women's side. Obviously, Dork Nowitzki is synonymous with Dallas Mavericks basketball. It begs the question, and not that any of them chose Dallas, although I did read in your article where Satu said as long as her boyfriend was in Dallas, she'd she'd happily make Dallas home. Mm-hmm. But is there something unique? I guess I could ask King this, but you're our guest. Is there something <laughs> unique about Dallas that fosters this great place for international players and they sort of fall in love? I love that question. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it's turned out like that. Um, yeah. It's a fun place to be. I mean, you know, lots of energy. Uh, you know, I, I love it. Of course, born and raised here, but I don't know what it is that makes the international players you know, gravitate here and then do well once they're here. You know, so I, I don't really know. I know the public loves them. You know, Dirk, he's just like, you know, the king of Dallas, you know, yeah. of the Metroplex as far as anybody's concerned. You know, so yeah. I'm not sure. It's a great place. 
Okay. Well, it's like, I personally love visiting Dallas. It is on mm. my list of places that I could call home should life take me there. Just For so sure. you know. I'm going to be calling you, King, like, where I'm supposed to be? Dorothy, where do I need to go eat? Like, what's good? Just stay off 635. Oh, man. <laughs> like, okay. On the conversation. you got to let folks know where they can find you on social and where they can read read or listen to your work. I know you got a lot of different things going on. Oh, and, and I'm so blessed, too. I'm Dorothy J. Gentry. No, I'm not being facetious with the J, but uh, my dad, rest in peace, didn't have any uh, sons. So I like to carry the whole name out, Dorothy J. Gentry, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, you can find my work. I have an upcoming piece coming up. Um, I'm not going to tell you who uh, in The Athletic. I have another piece coming out in The New York Times on an NBA and a WNBA player mm-hmm. together. So that's going to be fire. That's, um, a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Exactly. So I'm excited about that one. Um, and um, Texas Metro News I also write um, Hoops Habit, cover the NBA for them. So you can see me on multiple platforms. I love it. I love it. Hustling, listen, hus- the hustle don't stop. Hustle does not discriminate. No, ma'am. Um, okay, so this is how we wrap with our guests. And huh? I'm actually going to take away your choice because I think it's important that as we all navigate um, the uncertainties around this pandemic, yeah. that we hold on to gratitude as a pillar. Yeah. So usually I give my guests the choice or our guests the choice of giving me a bucket, a board, or a block. Really quickly, the definitions are, the bucket is the A++ thing that you love. Give me more of this. The board is the meh, but it had some silver lining to it. Um, And then the block is get that out of here. We don't want any more of that. Okay? But Dorothy, I'm going to take away your choice. Well, actually... (laughs) I feel like you're, you're going to be on my energy, so maybe I don't need to take away your choice. Okay. But I want you to give me one of those regarding sports in this pandemic and the space that we're in as a country, um, whether it be in terms of you still covering athletes or you talking to your son. Like, give me a bucket, border block within the five months that we've been in since March 11th. Okay. Define block one more time for me. Block was your meh, but it might have a little bit of silver lining to it. That makes it a redeeming thing. Okay. Uh, with regard to the pandemic and sports. Uh, and then my bucket. One more time. You just got to get one. Your bucket is your A++ thing. Give me more buckets. Mm, give me. I want to take buckets. Okay. Mm. What's your bucket? And my bucket is to give me more... Um, I guess, understanding of where athletes are with regard to the pandemic and their families and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the choices they have to make for their sports and um, for their livelihoods. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. That was a a good one because I think we all could use some more understanding, compassion, and grace with one another for sure. That was dope. Okay, people, it's time to wrap this thing up. Shout out to our guest today, the fabulous Dorothy J. Gentry. Definitely look out for her upcoming work in the New York Times and in The Athletic. Um, We so appreciate her time and her wisdom. Thanks also to our fantastic producer, Bruce Bernstein, and our terrific editor, Tom Phillip. Please be sure to check out our other Pure Hoops Media shows. This week, the Mike Wise Show features Alton Bird, 
who's the vice president of business operations for the G League's Long Island Nets. Bruce, okay, producer Bruce is co-host Bruce as he fills in for Mike and Alton as he shares some great insight on running a team and how the Long Island community um, is embracing the G League Nets. Full Court Press with Fanta and Adams has a new show each Tuesday. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin is back on Wednesday. And this week, they've got Steve Volpe, who has covered the Boston Celtics for 35 years. And you can bet that means he's got classic Larry Bird stories mm. to talk about. Um, he's definitely going to jump into the latest edition of the Celtics as well, as they try to be the team that reigns supreme in the bubble. All right, BJ Armstrong is back with Eric Newman for the Pure Hoops podcast, which drops every Friday. This week, they've got T- ESPN's Tim Legler, who I think is one of the best analysts in the game. And of course, King and myself are back every Thursday with a new edition of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Listen up, people. We are nowhere near done with this pandemic. And honestly, with everybody going back to school, it'll probably skyrocket again. Don't say that. that. (laughs) I mean, we're just speaking facts, okay? So listen, in order to avoid the skyrocket, please try your best. I know your kids are going to be in school. Please try your best to social distance six feet apart, six feet apart. And please, please, please wear your masks. I've seen pictures um, on Instagram with kids at school not wearing their masks in the hallway. Please wear your masks. Listen, folks, also, black lives still matter. Still. Like, just because we're going back to school, NBA is back, does not mean we're off the hook. Does not mean we're still not fighting for social justice and fighting for what is right. Also, do not forget the people who are putting their life on the lines, the teachers. Um, the people who are in the hospitals are basically saving, protecting us as humans. Do not forget those. They are truly our heroes. If you like Buckets, Boys, and Blocks, please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Like us. We would thoroughly enjoy that. Okay, Until- wait. wait, wait, wait. There's one thing that we didn't mention, King, that I think we have to mention. We're recording what? this pod on August 12th. 2020. On August 11th, 2020, Joe Biden announced that Kamala Harris would be his VP running mate, which gives us our first black woman candidate for the office of vice president. And I did not mention that on this pod. I had to get that in. So please go out and vote, people. This is the, this is real. This is important. Listen, you know what? Now that you said it, got to talk a little bit about it. Go vote. If you want to see a change, go vote. Most important thing, if you're not happy and you're not voting, then you have no place to, vo- to, to to voice your opinion. You want to see the change? Be the change you want to see. Go vote. Until we meet again from my co-host, Monica McNutt, and myself, King McClure. Monica? Wherever you can find them, particularly in the bubble, enjoy your hoops. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.